trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. And with that, welcome to the Topical Resort. And we've now done that intro 52 times over the course of the past year. And of course, as you know, this marks the final time this season. Moving on from that, though, I thought we'd look into it. I thought for the ending of the first season, we... Okay. <laughs> Apologies for this. Uh, I thought the end of the first season could only be one topic. One topic so grand and so interesting that my recording software couldn't handle it the first time. So for the sake of a do-over and for the sake of looking at my favourite genre of all time, on today's episode of the Topical Resort, we're taking a look at rhythm games created by Sega. And I'm still recovering from illness, so apologies, you know, if I stutter and mumble just like I do normally. But with that in mind, let's get into the first track of the night, which is one which I think most people were surprised didn't show up last week. That's because I was saving it for this week. From Let's Tap, this is Tapty Papapaya, the long version, right here on the Topical Resort. Let's go. 
Cannot go wrong with a bit of Eurobeat to start off the night as well as a bit of Vocaloid. What you just heard there was actually a cover. That was Nana Mizuki featuring Luca Megarin. And that was Luca Luca Night Fever, a cover of the original song. Uh, the original song's pretty good, but I really like that mix, actually. And that mix has appeared in multiple video games, actually. Obviously, you've got the original mix, which appears in the Project Diva video games, but that's appeared in, like, a Japanese dancing game, as well as a Japanese rhythm game, that version. And it's a great track, honestly. I really do love it. And, uh, rest in peace, rest in peace to the, uh, original composer of that track, who actually passed away a few years ago, because he, his stuff was great. He made, like, Vocaloid, Eurobeat sort of songs, and if you know me, Eurobeat and Vocaloid, absolutely love the two of them, so go together brilliantly, in my opinion. And, uh, yes, according to Shattuscroft, that's Green Hill Zone Act 1, because his Chromecast on TuneIn was showing that that was Sonic Mania, Green Hill Zone Act 1. Maybe it was destined to be. Before that, from Let's Tap, that was the obvious choice. That was Tap the Papa Pie out, the long version. Let's Tap, Let's Tap. The futuristic tapping game, of course. But yes, uh, welcome to everyone in the chat, and for once, I'm actually hosting a topical e- resort episode when it's still light outside, because we finally, we finally travelled back in time here in the UK, and now we're in our daylight savings time, and it is actually light outside, but not really too light, because here on this good Friday here in the UK, it's been very dull and sort of dismal, been raining all day, been very grey outside, so not really that light, but it's still it's still a start, you know, we're, we're getting there slowly. But yes, uh, hello to everyone currently in the chat room, we have Jamie, we have Shaddix, we have Veritex, a bit earlier on we had Rexy, CD-ROM, and Speedlover, and also hello to anyone who is currently, you know, lurking. He's listening in, but not in our chat room. Which, by the way, if you want to join, but you don't know how, radioac.gf forward slash Discord. From there, you can either boot up the web client and put in your username, or if you already have Discord, just copy and paste the link and put it down into your Discord client. And from there, you can join our lovely, crazy chat room. You can also chat through Twitter at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vaporate, or using the hashtag Topical Resort. But if you don't want to do any of that, that's completely fine. And also, if you can't check because you're currently listening on the podcast, hello to you lovely people, because we actually update the podcast, unlike a ton of other shows. Not not calling out anyone, just, just saying. Uh, it's a bit of a weird episode tonight, because, as you know, this is the season finale, but it's also the year special, because 31st of the 31st of March 2017 was the day the topical resort began. And it just sort of worked out perfectly that this was the best time to stop it, really. It was around the 50 episode mark, it was around the year mark, I'd sort of covered everything I wanted to in the grand space of the season, and it's sort of the time where I think I need to stop and sort of settle down and focus on more important things. So, it just sort of worked out really well with this timing, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll have some more hints as to when I'll be back a bit later on. Jamie asked, what is a podcast? That is a very good question. I don't entirely know myself, but uh, I, I still somehow put them out weekly. So, we have Electric and we have Drago all down in the chat room. Lovely stuff going on right there. So... As I've already mentioned before, we have covered Rhythm Games before, exactly one year ago, tomorrow. But I wanted to recover them as not only is the episode lost, sadly, because the first episode of any show is arguably the most important, and I don't even have it anymore, but I also wanted to recover this because Rhythm Games is my absolute favourite genre of video games. There's so many good Rhythm Games, and specifically Sega have made so many great games in the genre over the years, with so much great music. Because obviously... 
key part of rhythm games is the music so you've got to have excellent music so we've got some great stuff coming up tonight and some great requests coming up from you guys tonight but yeah we've got all that stuff to be able to look forward to on top of that we've also got you know we've got the usual segments we've got the hasty history we've got the topical thesis and finally the grand return of the discord call-in where we'll be having you to talk about your favorite rhythm games sega or non-sega or perhaps you, know, you can just talk about the show in general favorite moments whatever i'll give it a proper send-off for the end of the first season and all that sort of stuff so with that in mind, I think we're going to get into another music break right now. So, obviously one of Sega's more famous rhythm games outside the Project Eva series in recent years has been the My My Arcade game, a Japan-exclusive rhythm game which involves you pressing buttons around a circular screen, sort of, you know, to the time of the music. My My has a great soundtrack, to be honest, and it has a lot of remixes and it has a lot of original music and a lot of licensed music. But, uh... Obviously, it's become known for a few meme songs, but uh, this isn't one of them. This is a great remix here of the quartet theme, the Reborn version, and the full version, all from Mai Mai. And I don't think I've actually played, outside of uh, the Miku remix, the, I haven't actually played quartet before, despite it being like one of my absolute favourite Sega tracks. So, let's get into it. From Mai Mai, this is the Reborn version and the full version of the quartet theme. And when we come back, we'll be covering the history of the rhythm game genre, but as for now, enjoy the music.
Tropical Resort, only on Radio Sega. Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. We've kept the tunes rolling tonight, and that definitely classes one. From San Amigo We, that was El Mambo. And before that, from Mai Mai, that was the Reborn full version of the quartet theme. And now it is time to get into our hasty history segment. And although we normally cover the history of a game or the history of a console, why don't we cover the history of an entire genre? So let's cover the entire history of rhythm games and a bit of an extended hasty history. But uh, first, let's just see what you guys have been saying down in the chat room. There was a lot of love for the fact that Sonic Mania Adventures, which is the animated shorts based off Sonic Mania, the first part was just released over on the Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel. So after this show, of course, not during, after this show, check go and check that out because the animation stills that I've seen look awesome. And yeah, yeah, a British person pronounces words that aren't British wrong. What, what a shocker. But uh, yeah, aside from that, there was also mainly just talk of the episode, to be honest. Because it, it does look good. I, I think I think definitely this series is going to work out well. I'm just sort of sceptical on, as was mentioned as well, how short the, uh, how, how short the episodes are because they are really too long. Not not too long, but I could I could have said that sarcastically. I could have said that oh they're too long, uh, but no, it came out wrong. So there we go. They're too short is the issue I think, and that's the only thing I'm really skeptical on. But I guess we'll have to see. But as for now, let's get into the history of the rhythm game genre. Now it starts off with a bang, and by a bang I mean a a, a certain hashtag which gets thrown about a lot on Casey's uh, show. So the first rhythm game created was a game where you had to lift up girls' skirts to the time of music. The game's name and release date are unknown, although it's estimated to be around the early 1970s. 
After that, Rhythm Games got a bit more classy than that, as Bop It was first released in 1978, becoming a huge Rhythm Game success. However, the credit of the first true Rhythm Game goes to 1996's Parappa the Rapper, in which players control a rapping dog who has to overcome a multitude of issues. The game was played by hitting the same button on the controller as was indicated on the screen, which for on the screen on the screen, which formed the basic concept of a rhythm game. Parappa le- 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 later went on to receive a sequel and HD remake and a spin-off in the form of Um Jamalami. The success of, the success of Parappa got Konami interested in rhythm games, and they released Beat Mania, Guitar Freaks, and Pop and Music all at similar times. Another large success for story once again came from Konami in the form of 1998's Dance Dance Revolution. Although sometimes credited as the first rhythm game to use a peripheral, it is far from it. The game had players hit notes on the screen which corresponded with buttons on a dance pad, making it seem like the player was dancing along to the music. To this day, Dance Dance Revolution is the longest running rhythm game franchise and the most relevant in the eyes of the public. Sega's first dive into the rhythm game genre was not too long after with 1999's Sam the Amigo, a rhythm game involving shaking maracas in time to the in-game music. The game saw success in arcades but only minor success in the home. Taiko no, Tatsu- ah, Taiko no Tatsujin, released in 2000, is arguably the biggest rhythm game franchise in Japan. The game involves hitting a traditional Japanese drum in time to music. Popular PC rhythm game Osu got its start on the Nintendo DS in 2005. The game is more complex than the average rhythm game, but the extent of it is that you must hit numbered circles in time with the... or in in order and in time with the music. For a while though, rhythm games became rather stale, due to the endless number of DDR games and clones out there. However, the stagnation came to an end when when Harmonix released Guitar Hero in 2005. The game used a guitar peripheral and required the player to hit the corresponding note on the guitar while strumming at the same time. The franchise became one of the biggest rhythm game success stories and as well as franchises, while 2015's Guitar Hero Live killed the franchise, and uh, ironically, that was a reboot of the franchise because it too had become stale, just like the games which it sort of aimed to knock off the market. Whoops. So after that, there was the fact that harmonics were bought out by MTV. And this ended their work on the Guitar Hero franchise after only two instalments, but they went on to create a similar yet equally successful franchise known as Rock Band. It followed the same path and gameplay as Guitar Hero Live, and later, 2015's Rock Band 4 will likely have killed the series because we're not entirely sure yet. But it did put Mad Cats out of business, which is sad. This takes us up past the peripheral era into the current era of rhythm games, what is known as the Idol Era. So Nico Nico don't just Nico Nico I think it was I don't know I just hear it referred to that a lot. So Nico Nico was becoming popular in Japan around 2007, and it helped pave the popularity for the Idol Master series and Vocaloid. This this led to the release of video games for the two, with both Idol Master series and the Project Diva series still going strong for years, and no current sign of stopping. Also helping with the success of these games was the developers being developed by Namco and Sega respectively, both very respected publishers as well as developers so that was it and that's pretty much where we're currently at with the history of rhythm games because we're still technically in the idol era because no like peripheral games no like dance dance revolution style games really trying to take back that throne so we're currently just stuck in that idol era so that's a good or bad thing depending on who you are but i personally although i like the project diva games i don't really like 
the sort of idle genre. The Project Diva games are cool, and it helps that they're made by Sega, but I, I'm not interested in any of the other rhythm games that came out of it personally, but, you know, one day we'll have a, a Western rhythm game take back that crown, but as for now, we're in the Japanese era. And Electric Boogaloo actually pointed out to me that Mad Cats are back from the dead with new PC gaming hardware, which I never actually knew. No one had pointed that out to me. And, uh, yeah, Tycho Drum Master is what it's called in the US, as Electric points out. And Shaddock says that Donkey Konga is the best. I agree, I absolutely love Donkey Konga. I, I have I have the bongos in the cupboard. I, I was tempted to play them today, but I don't really have the time to, to be honest. And Jamie says, ah, the Idol Master series, which I think may have stayed in Japan. The games are spread across the 360, PS3, PSP, and I think the Vita. Well, they're all the Weeb consoles of choices, including the 360, because surprisingly, despite other Xbox consoles, the 360 was, along with the PS3, the Weeb console of choice, surprisingly, which is weird. It's, it's like the Saturn of the Xbox line. Like, it was, for some reason, huge in Japan, despite the fact they didn't like any of the other consoles, really, from the brand. But yes, that is it for the history of Rhythm Games, and it's now time to get into your requests. So what you want to hear... But you can still got time to get in your requests. So if you'd like to send them in, you've got a multitude of places you can send them in. You can send them in through Discord, radiosc.gf4/discord, and send me a private message over there with your game and the track name. Or you can send it in through Twitter at Radio Sega at Topcore Resort at the Green Vaporate. You can send it in through Facebook, facebook.com/radiosega. You can send it in for a uh, email, topcoreresort@gmail.com, or you can send it in for a Radio Sega private message on the forums. I'm Green Vaporate over there. All those places you can get in your request, and we got some quite good ones coming up. So, kicking it off, we've got a. Oh, no, I'm not getting into the block yet, but kicking it off, we've got a track from a game which I actually forgot to put in last time because it didn't come up through my multitude of searches for Sega Rhythm games. But now, obviously, I know that it's made by Sega and it's a rhythm game so from the fantastic cracking DJ we got a track then we've got obligatory vocaloid track then a tap uh, a tap from Let's Track of course <laughs> then some samba and then finally end of the block with two My My tracks one of which may or may not get on your nerves and we've got another cracking DJ track in there somewhere and of course you can still influence that because you've still got plenty of time to get in your request but as for now Let's get into the Kraken DJ track. So, as requested by Electric Boogaloo, because he got it in at the very first moment he could get in the request. He's finally back on form. He's beaten Jamie once again. But from Electric Boogaloo and from Kraken DJ, this is, could be the long version right here on Radio Sega. Request Resort.
我是大洋池最强的女人，来吧。
soy feliz Porque fuera ese calor y yo trabajo Así yo pudiera un poco descansar En esta oficina ahora yo no puedo estar Óyeme, ¿por qué no? ¿Por qué no puedo? Esta sí es la locura Quiero ir a la playa con compadre Es el sol que me quema ¿Por qué no? ¿Por qué no puedo? Esta sí es la locura Quiero ir a la playa Contigo toda la noche bailaré Ritmo de mambo, mambo de verano Me gusta el verano pero yo tengo que trabajar Óyeme por qué no, porque no puedo Esta sí es la locura Quiero ir a la playa pronto Pago ese sol que me quema ¿Por qué no, porque no puedo Esta sí es la locura a la playa es verano Vamos, toca un mambo por favor Ritmo de mambo Mambo de verano Bailaré contigo Toda la noche bailaré Ritmo de mambo Mambo de verano Me gusta el verano Pero yo tengo que trabajar Ritmo de mambo Ay que sabroso Ritmo de mambo De mi corazón
ちゃんが最近よく泣くんざますが、どうしてなのか知る方法あるかしら。あと、うちの小鳥ちゃんも最近よく泣くんざますが、どうしてなのか知る方法あるかしら。じゃあ、うちの熱帯魚ちゃんも最近、ピラニアちゃんも最観葉植物ちゃん。じゃあ何がわかるのよあなたの心です Obviously, I had to put my old favourite in there somewhere from Mai Mai. That was Kokoro Scano Uta, which is actually not from Mai Mai. It's the. Well, it is from Mai Mai, but it was not originally from Mai Mai. It was the theme to an incredibly obscure DS game known as Kokoro Scan, which just means Heart Scan. And、uh, it's part of the Naruhodo Edutainment series, and surprisingly, despite how incredibly obscure this game is, it's the least obscure of the entire series. Literally only has a stub article on the Sega Retro, has nothing else except for a paragraph. An incredibly small paragraph and a scan of the game, and that is all there is of this game. But it has an incredibly catchy main theme, so that's why it appeared in my mind. Apparently, this game was developed by Sonic Team, which I didn't know, so the more you know, I guess. That was a request by myself. For that, from Kraken DJ, that was Let's Go Away, the long version, and that was requested by Veritex. Before that was another My My track, which completely. Was a bit of a marmite track because I expected everyone to, you know, have their ears blown out by it, complained about it in the chat room, but a lot of people were actually quite enjoying it, except, except for,、uh, except for、uh, obviously, some people who had to come along and <laughs> change the opinion of the entire chat room. From my mind, that was Yatta, and that was requested by Lost Impact. Before that, from Samba de Amigo, that was Mambo de Verano, and I probably pronounced that wrong, and I'm going to probably get comments about that, but, uh, I come to the realization I'm not bothered by it. <laughs> I will continue to pronounce stuff wrong as long as I want to. And that was requested by Doomgirl. For that, from Chunithan, that was Grab Your Sword, as requested by IO1980. For that, was from Let's Tap, that was Kung Fu Disco, an absolute tune, requested by Shadowcroft. From Hatsune Miku Project Diva F, that was Continuing Dream, requested by Jamie. And kicking off the block was another track from Kraken DJ. That was the long version of Could Be, as requested by Electric Boogaloo. And now, on the subject of、uh, all of these games that we've been talking about throughout this show, I think it's time I gave you my opinions on said games. And, you know, g i v e my overview, but I also want to hear your overview, so you know, let me know down on your favourite on your favourite form of communication. Whatever that may be, but let me know what you think about these games. So, kicking off this block is Tunethum, and I don't have any experience at all with Tunethum, so I cannot really talk here, but I hear it's a pretty fantastic rhythm game, to be honest. And、uh, arcade exclusive, Japan exclusive, so absolutely no way for me to play it. Like, no one's imported the machines as far as I know, so it's just not possible. But、uh, yeah, I hear it's a pretty good game if you're into rhythm games, so check it out. Kraken DJ, as I said, I missed this off of the of the list last time, and、uh, 
It's basically the way I describe it to people who don't know it is it's sort of a better precursor to DJ Hero, or better than DJ Hero actually was, but it's the same sort of concept. A rhythm game where you're a DJ and you've obviously got to you know, spin the decks, all that, sort of, all that sort of stuff. It has, um, the build is some questionable music, which is weird because there are some great tracks in Kraken DJ, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the music doesn't actually sound that nice. Like there's tons of great what there's tons of great tracks. Now there's some tracks where I'm like the sound mixing is really poor here, so I just cannot enjoy it. And uh Electric brings up a good point. He says that Kraken DJ was actually developed by the thing is I'm normally fine, but then as soon as I actually go to say them, I I just lock up and I can't pronounce them. He wrote Hiroshi Kawaguchi, uh, that was actually difficult, the composer of Space Harrier, Outrun, and Afterburner. So, should have been a recipe for success, but uh, some of the tracks, I'd say, not really. But uh, the game itself is pretty fun, but good luck playing this one, because uh, 90s rhythm game, running on the Naomi board, difficult to emulate because of the unique control scheme, difficult to find because of how old it is and how obscure it is, so if you can somehow get this working in, like, um, whatever Dreamcast emulator slash Naomi emulator you use, then go right ahead, but otherwise, unless you can find, like, a real, real board, or you can find a way to properly emulate it, I'd say probably give this one a miss, but maybe take a, take a listen to a few of the tracks. So we're getting into Miku Mania right here, because Miku is by far Sega's biggest rhythm game franchise, and for obvious reasons, because it's absolutely massive in Japan, and it's pretty big over here as well. So kicking this off is actually a remix album, Hatsune Miku Get Ready, which is a remix of a ton of Sega tracks. It's a very good remix album, you know, obviously, Marmite, Vocaloid, you, you, know, you know my saying by now, Vocaloid, very Marmite. So this isn't going to be for everyone, but I think these are very well done remixes, personally. And uh, even if you don't like the Vocaloid, the, like, you know, the actual instrumentals, them are very good as well. So maybe give it a listen if you're a fan of the uh, of the artists. By the artists, I mean the Vocaloids and the people who make the music. Aside from that, Hatsune Miku 39's Day Giving Concert. This is just a concert. And it's the soundtrack to said concert. Give it a listen. So we're going to bundle these two together, Project Diva and Project Diva 2nd, the two P- Actually no, we're going to bundle three together, Project Diva, Project Diva 2nd, and Project Diva Extend, all three of which were PSP games. And these are pretty good to be honest, they're very bare bones compared to newer entries because they are lacking on a lot of mechanics, such as... This is... Even like, Project Diva 1st for example, it doesn't have holding, it doesn't have the ability to use a D-pad, like no scratching, no slides, none of that sort of fancy stuff you come to know from new Miku games, rather it's just sort of um, very bare bones, it's just hit hit, hit the buttons in time to the music. Very Parappa-esque the first few games, they started to uh, sort of drift off that course throughout the next few games. Speaking of which, but uh, yeah, I definitely recommend the PSP trilogy of Project Diva games. They're quite fun, although they're a bit pricey, but let's be honest, who doesn't have a modded PSP nowadays? I just go ahead and download them through there. Uh, had to make a Project Diva Arcade, Arcade Future Tone and Fu- oh, Future Tone and Future Tone DX. So there is a lot of releases of the arcade version of Project Diva. So obviously you got the original arcade version, then the updated version, which was known as Future Tone. Then they brought Future Tone to consoles digitally, and then they brought it to consoles physically in the form of DX. This is by far the best Miku game. The mechanics are perfect. The song selection is massive, over 200 songs. So any song you'd ever want is most likely 
in Project Diva, uh, Future Tone. I'd highly recommend this. It is a bit pricey on PSN if you want to get the if you obviously want to get the PS4 version. You know, you don't want to like lug around a cabinet into your house. But it's about fifty pounds to get all two hundred songs, and on top of that, you've also got DLC. But uh, honestly, I think it's a really fantastic rhythm game. And if you're like a uh, sort of rhythm game aficionado and you really enjoy rhythm games, you definitely need to pick up Project Diva Future Tone on your PS4. It is well worth the money, even if it is a bit pricey, in my opinion. Aside from that, we also had the F series of games, so Project Diva F and Project Diva F Second. These are a bit more advanced than the uh, PSP trilogy, but they're also not as advanced as the Future Tone games. For example, this doesn't have slides, which is where you sort of have to hold a direction for a specific amount of time, but this has scratching, where you uh, have to flick the sticks in time to where the stars appear on screen. There's a pretty fun mechanic, and on top of that, you've also got holding, where instead of a... Uh, holding for as long as you want, you've got to hold for a specific amount of time and keep it in rhythm. The mechanics are different here compared to Future Tone, but it's still very fun and I'd recommend you play the Project Diva F games because they also have great sounds or great song selections despite the fact, you know, they don't have the massive song selections of later Diva games. Sort of part of the Project Diva F series, but sort of not. I don't like to include this one as part of the series because I don't like this game. Project Diva X. X is uses all the same mechanics as the F series, except it adds in a feature which I think is absolutely naff. It adds in the ability to... Or basically, so in the Project Diva series, your costume is known as a module, and you can just change out modules. And there's like a recommended module for every song, but you can sort of put whatever you want. So you can put Sonic in any song you want, for example, or you know, Miku's Sonic costume. In Project Diva X, the module you wear specifically gives you like point bonuses or some sort of bonus but the issue is like I think that's already a bad idea because it's sort of like you know you have to wear you have to wear like the module it's telling you to in order to get like the best results where it becomes really problematic is there's some incredibly broken ones meaning you pretty much have to play in that costume in order to get like you know the best performance the best score best unlocks all that sort of stuff so it's very, it's a very broken system, and I don't think it's a system that's even that great to begin with, even if it didn't have flaws. But the song selection's okay on Project Diva X. Like, there's some good songs, but there's also some like really snoozeworthy songs. So maybe give it a miss. I'd say. In fact, I would say give it a miss. Just listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is pretty good. Another completely different series. It's not a Diva game, but rather it's a Mirai game, Project Mirai DX. And this is a true director's cut because it's a combination of the Japanese exclusives, which are Mirai 1 and 2, and combines them both into one game exclusive for Western audiences. This is a great game. There's less of an emphasis actually here on rhythm games, but rather there's more of an emphasis on sort of, um, like buying a house and in general, like interacting with the characters. Like, I think that's there on the. Like, interacting with the characters is there on the console games, I've just never took a notice of it because I I play the games for the rhythm games, not not for like not for like role playing with Miku particularly. But uh, I hear that mode's pretty good and it also has Puyo Puyo in it, so you can't really go wrong with a bit of Puyo Puyo. But definitely check out Project Mirror DX, although once again it is getting a bit pricey now, so uh, be a bit cautious. Speaking of NAF games just like Diva X, Hatsune Miku VR Future Live. VR Future Live, as it says, is a VR game made originally for PSVR, although later it was ported to PC-based VR systems. It's very bad because it plays nothing, 
uh, absolutely nothing like a Project Diva game or a Miku game in general. With you basically, uh, the extent of it is you've got to sort of imagine me doing like the hand motions here. So you've got your PS Move controllers in your hands, sort of like your Wii remotes, but not quite. So you've got your PS Move controller in your hands. You have to move up and down, sort of like flag. Like, I can't think of what it's called, but like <laughs> the language where you sort of have to communicate in flags. I really cannot think of its name right now. It's sort of like that, except you're playing with Miku, so you've got to move your arms up and down in terms of the music. And on top of that, it's really creepy. Not like creepy as in, ooh, it's scary, but um, the whole premise of the game is you become like Miku's personal fan. Now, if that doesn't sound uh, borderline illegal, then uh, I don't know what is, but yeah, you become like Miku's special fan, which is creepy. Give VR Future Live a miss, although it does have some great music. Speaking of great, unlike that game, Let's Tap. A fantastic game, although a bit hindered by its motion controls. The reason I say this is because Let's Tap has an issue where sometimes it can't detect how softly or how hard you're tapping. And the motion controls just aren't always accurate, but it's a game where basically you put your Wii Remote onto a table or a box... And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it because uh, it's gonna set the microphone off like crazy. But uh, you, you like tap on the table on the box, and there's like various modes. Like there's a runner mode where you have to tap like both hands as fast as you can in order to, uh, you know, get the fastest time. Or there's a rhythm game mode, which is why this is on here because it has a rhythm game mode, and that's like the main focus of the game. You got to tap in time to the music. There's a few other modes, but uh, let's tap is a very fun game, and it's also the first commercial game released by the Pope. That is right, the Pope has made a rhythm game. Of course, I'm joking because uh, it's a reference to the fact that I couldn't say Pope last episode. So, uh, the Pope has made his own rhythm game, ladies and gentlemen, and it is known in the form of Let's Tap, the future tapping game. On games where you sort of have to tap, and they're very futuristic, is My My and My My Green. Uh, I've already explained the concept of My My earlier, so I'm not going to do it again, but overall it is a very fun game, Japan and arcade exclusive. Although I have actually played My My, because somebody made a fan-made mobile conversion a few years ago, which I, I played for a bit, but uh, it's not like the best conversion, but I still have experience with My My, and it looks very fun. I'd love to play a real My My machine, but uh, playing it on the phone sort of is going to have to do me until I miraculously find a My My cabinet, or I fly out to Japan just to play My My, and then travel back again three hours later. Be a bit of a waste of a flight, but uh, it'd be worth it for My My. You thought we'd escaped it, but we hadn't escaped it. Miku Flick 1 and 2. These were mobile games where sort of the concept was you had to like flick on the screen in time. As far as I know, these are no longer available, actually, so uh, if you have them, you got them. If not, download them from somewhere. If you're on iOS, obviously you're screwed, because unless you have a jailbreak, you can't download games for free, so, uh, <laughs> if, if you bought this and now you cannot no longer get it, uh, sucks to be you, I guess, but, uh, yeah, check out Miku Flick if you can, it's a pretty cool concept, not really sure how good it is in practice, because I've never actually played the games. Let's bundle these two together as well, the Rhythm Thief games, one of which you can no longer play, because it was mobile exclusive, and because Sega Networks at that point were, like, the number one thing you had to do, you had to get a game made by Sega Networks for a franchise, which meant it was online only, so as soon as the servers went, it's gone. Sonic Runners did this, Chain Chronicle did this, and Rhythm Thief did this, so they're all gone, lost to time now, because the servers have shut down. Still think online-only games are good? Yeah, wait until they shut down, and then you won't be able to play them anymore. Though the Rhythm Thief game that is still available and is still on the 3DS is still fantastic. It's a really good game, and I'd recommend you check it out, but obviously, yeah, uh, you can't check out the one that was on mobile anymore. 
Gonna lump all these three together once again because they're all from one franchise. Somebody Amigo, Somebody Amigo, the Wii version, and the version 2000. So we're gonna kick things off with the bad version and get that out of the way. So the Wii version of Somebody Amigo I talked about last week because it was on last week's list. It has very bad motion controls, very imprecise. Not a lot of fun to play on higher difficulties, although it is fine on lower difficulties because you don't really have to move your arms that much. But as soon as you have to like swing your arms from side to side rapidly, that's when things just start to crumble apart as you're playing a great <laughs> Mexican track. But, uh, what, what if we lived in an alternate reality where Samadhi Amigo had actually been made correctly? That's where we bring in the original and version 2000. These games are excellent because um, the, the motion controls actually work. I know, right? Motion controls working. What is this nonsense? But uh, they're fantastic. Although they're, they're a little pricey because the game itself is pricey and the actual maracas are very pricey for the Dreamcast as well. Somebody Amigo, the original, is a fantastic game. You can actually play it with the original controller. So uh, if you can somehow find a copy, go ahead and grab that one. And version 2000 was basically an updated version which contained a bunch of Sega tracks. So, of course, if you if you love your Sega heritage, hashtag Se- Sega Education, go ahead and grab version 2000. However, it's Japan exclusive, so you're going to need some sort of way of playing imports like Codebreaker on your Dreamcast to be able to play this one. But uh, it's fantastic. Let's get going to bundle these three together. Sam- nope. Space Channel 5, Space Channel 5 Part 2, and Space Channel 5 Part 2, Uki Uki, Non-Stop Megamix. The latter being an album, a very good album, actually. Actually, is it an album? I think it is. I, s- I think it is. I cannot remember. Let's Google it. Hashtag Typer Viper. Okay, yeah, it does seem to be an album, so there we go. It's a very odd album cover, though. Yeah, but uh, it's a great remix album. I'd recommend you check it out. And uh, the original two games are fantastic. One hint, though. Do not pick up the new releases. Do not get it on 360, PS3, or the PC, because... This is absolutely criminal. What is the worst thing that you could do to your rhythm game? Or, like, what is the absolute worst thing in a rhythm game? If you answered input lag, then you would be correct. Because these new releases, these new quote-unquote HD re-releases of Space Channel 5, add input lag. On a game where you need to be so specific with your timing, any rhythm game in general where you need to be specific with timing, why did you not check that one? Why did you not see there was input lag such a baffling decision but if you can get them on Dreamcast or PS2 definitely Dreamcast do not pick them up on PS2 avoid the PlayStation 2 like the plague then I say go ahead and play Space Channel 5 and Space Channel 5 Part 2 once again if you thought we were done you were wrong because we have one more Miku actually album so (coughs) Supercell Tribute Stowaways, Supercell featuring ha- Miku Hatsune, and this is just a remix album, and it's a pretty good remix album. Not one of my favourites, not one of the worst, it's just sort of in the middle. So that was what I thought of all the games on this week's Request Resort list, and I want to know what you thought of all those games. So let me know on your favourite form of communication, but as for now, we're going to get into some more music, and I knew instantly that I wanted to play this track on this show. I played it last time. Okay, that is actually true. Electric Point, Electric points out that uh, the PS2 version is the only one that's in English and has no input lag. So, unfortunately, oh, has Part Two in English? Yeah, because Part One was in English. I'm thinking, hang on a second. 
So, if you want to play part two, unfortunately, I don't have any sound effects, you're going to have to go over to the dark side. And you're going to have to go and pick up a PS2 and a copy of Space Channel 5 Part 2. Boo! Boo-uns! Boo-uns! But yes, uh, this is a track that I played last Rhythm Games episode and I knew I wanted to play it again and a lot of other people wanted this one to be played again. So, obviously, it had to be in here. So, as requested by myself, II1980 and Veritex from Tunethem, this is BBKK, BKK, also known as Bass, Bass, Kick, Kick, Bass, Kick, Kick. Will you let the bass kick? But uh, when we come back, we will be going into the topical thesis and it may not be a usual topical thesis. It may be a little bit different to normal, but uh, that's later. But as for now, enjoy the music. Let the bass kick.
Tropical Thesis. And with that, welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. We just heard there was an absolute tune, that was from Space Channel 5, and that was the ending theme, Palapaya, the lounge musique. Before that, from Tune Ethan, that was one that everyone wanted, and for good reasons, that was bass, bass, kick, kick, bass, kick, kick, let's the bass kick. And uh, now it is time to come back to the topical thesis, and for those who don't know the topical thesis is where I take an opinion that I've come up with, or I've heard from around the Sega community, and I give my spell on it, I give my three points for, my three points against, and then I come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with the statement. And today's topical thesis is actually going to be a bit different, but it's something we've done before. So today it's, it's not actually a thesis, it's an old thesis. So yes, this is a thesis that I've covered before on the show. But I'm going to be revisiting, going back over my points and telling you my conclusion. But the main focus of this is to see whether you still agree or you still disagree with the statement. And see if I still agree with what I said or what the, in the case of the Bayonetta episode, what the original host had to say in the thesis segment. But uh, today's thesis is one which I was fine with airing at the time, but I don't think I would dare airing now due to the strong opinions that would be down in the chat room. But the topical thesis that, we re- that we'll be revisiting today is Is Hatsune Miku ruining Sega? So that in mind, let's get into what I thought were three points as to why Miku was ruining Sega. So a lot of development resources were being put into making Miku games. Obviously, Sega AM2, the absolute legends, make Miku games. They've been making them for years. And on top of that, you know, it's one of the biggest franchises, they put a lot of money into it and all that sort of stuff, so maybe you could argue that too much is being put into Miku games. We need to free AM2 from the chamber they're being held in. They're being locked up, up against the wall, hanging there, and we need to get the key, unlock the padlocks, and let them down from the Miku beast chain that they're currently stuck in. A bit of an over-exaggeration, I admit, but uh, still, you get the point. On top of that, you've also got the uh, the easy one to go for here. Not many people have, or not everyone is a fan of rhythm games. Not everyone likes rhythm games. So, you know, maybe not everyone wants to actually play a rhythm game. And so why should they put so much emphasis on it? If it's, you know, it's not a genre that everyone loves, but a genre that most people love. And not many games are actually being made aside from Miku. Um, this one, <laughs> this one doesn't really hold up because at the time I wrote this, not much was really coming out in terms of Sega. But um, 2017 and 2018, tons of Sega stuff is coming out, so I can't actually really make that argument anymore. So, not many games are being made aside from Miku. Was my point at the time. However, it's not my point now. However, what are my points against? Why do I think Miku isn't ruining Sega? An easy one to go for once again. It brings in a lot of money for Sega. It is, aside from Sonic, probably their biggest franchise, and yet they don't even own the character. They just license out the character because Miku's, Miku and friends are actually owned by Krypton, who are the makers of the actual Vocaloids. So, despite, them not, despite Miku not even being a Sega franchise, technically still rakes in a lot of money and 
to be honest. Is that a really a bad thing for Sega? Do we have an issue with them having more money? Even if you don't like the games, they're well made and have lots of effort put in. As I said, even though people don't like the games, AM2 made them, so naturally they're going to be very solid games. They're very, like, in terms of rhythm games, I think Miku, outside of the music, just like the mechanics, is genuinely the best rhythm game I've ever played. It is just so solid. Everything works perfectly. It feels satisfying to play. They just hit the nail on the head with the with the Miku games, rather than, you know, the music, because that's subjective. So, obviously, that's down to you, but, uh... <coughs> but, you know, that's... whatever. And on top of that, the game has its fan base, so you can't really say it's ruining Sega if it has a fan base, and specifically a fan base that keeps to itself. So, uh, what's my what's my opinion on this? Do I think Miku is ruining Sega, and we desperately need to chop her head off of an axe? Or do I think Miku isn't ruining Sega, and perhaps she should go on become a mascot for Sega, although however angering that may feel for some people. So, here's my conclusion that I came up with at the time. So I personally believe that Miku isn't ruining Sega. Even if you don't own the character or games, the character provides a large income for Sega and allows them to make games that you do like. That's the really important point there, and I still agree with that. Even if you don't like the games, it provides the money to make other games that you do like so you might not like this one but it funds games that you do like it allows them to take risks because even though now it's incredibly successful if Sega had no money they wouldn't dare risk it all on something like Sonic Mania but because Miku and other franchises but especially Miku because technically the second biggest outside of like maybe Football Manager technically the second biggest Sega franchise that provides funding for smaller projects and smaller like passion projects rather than smaller franchises I'd say which is why personally I think that Miku isn't ruining Sega and I still stick with that standpoint here we go it's time for everyone's favourite moment and the time that everyone always complains for or everyone and by everyone I mean Jamie what's your opinion on that opinion you have many different places where you can get in your opinion you can get it in through Twitter at Radio Sega at Topical Resort at the Green Vibe or using the hashtag Topical Resort you can send it in through Discord radioac.gf4.discord you can send it in through Facebook facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega you can send it in through an email topicalresort.gmail.com or you can send it in through a Radio Sega private message on the forums I'm Green Vibe over there all those places you can get in your opinion but let's see what you guys have to say down in the Discord um <laughs> Uh, Sega Night AK DJ Jammin J says I honestly feel Miku is going to follow in the steps of other successful Sega franchises and then links an image of a good old Spongebob meme and um, it's got a picture of Yakuza and then says but Sega it was one of your most popular franchises so were they and then points into a pit of other popular Sega franchises that uh, you know are forgotten and they're just screaming look everyone Sega's back I had to do that because even though you can look down in the chat room. If you're on the podcast, or you're not in Discord, then, you know, you can't. So, uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, uh, mixed opinions right here. Vratex says, kill Miku. Doomgirl says, Miku fans don't even know Sega. And then DJ Chairman J, aka Sega, that follows up with Sonic fans don't even know Sega. And, uh... Yeah, a a lot of people... I, it's very mixed, and by mixed I mean everyone saying yes, Miku should be killed. So uh, it, it was worth a go, wasn't it? That's why I did it back in the day and not now, because I knew there'd be a very negative response from the chat room. To be honest, 
But uh, yeah, anyway. So, we're going to get on some more music because we need to move on because we need to get to take in some calls. So, I originally planned to play this one anyway and then Electric went ahead and requested it. So, it's another Mitsuyoshi track and it's another one from Kraken DJ. So, obviously from Kraken DJ, this is Crush On You and when we come back, we'll finally be back with a disco call-in after two weeks of absence where we'll be taking your calls but only if you're on our Discord server. But as for now, enjoy the music. Ready to go. Now, 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 now. 
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In Rabbit, what you just heard there was from Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure. That was Feel the Magic, 60s to Go-Go Mix, which is a remix of Feel the Magic, the main theme of Feel the Magic. For that from Kraken DJ, that was Crush On You, the, ta- the Takanobu Mitsuyoshi vocal version, and that was a pick by myself, but Electric Boogaloo also wanted it if there was room in the show. So it was lucky that I was right ahead of him on that one. But uh, anyway, it's now time for the Discord call-in. It's been a while since we've done this, and... Uh, yeah, so basically with the Discord call-in, I will... You have to join Discord, radioacid.gm4.discord. Grab a microphone, jump in the chill-out, and from there you have a chance of being on the show. Now, rather sloppily, I haven't actually prepared myself for this, so let me just change cable. There we go. Let me just come over here, and we're going to try and take as many people as we possibly can. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drag one person in first then we're gonna have the other two people in at once so we're gonna kick things off if I can actually get a hold of them or more specifically if they wanna come on the show as well so let's just test there we go but yes uh, some fantastic tracks and we're gonna have a bit of a longer call in today because uh, Rexy said it was apparently completely fine to have a bit of a longer call in so I'm gonna take it and run with it and uh, maybe push the limits a little bit who knows ooh creepy um but yeah I, I wanted to make up for not having one for the past two weeks and also wanted to make up for you know the fact that it's the final one of the series so I sort of want to make it a bit special and all that sort of stuff and on top of that We've still got quite a bit of the show left, so uh, hopefully I don't overrun by too much, but um, there will be some overrunning tonight. I can actually confirm you that. Right, no no hour-long call-in or something insane like that. Hopefully we can keep it down as short as possible. Since that person hasn't replied, I am going to uh, drag in the other two people, so let's get them in. And welcome to the show. Hello. Hello there, Jamie. How are you doing? Um, and hello, Dean. Thank you. Hello, I can hear two Let me pause this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Yes, what would you two like to talk about today? You probably want to talk about two different things, so uh, I've probably done your displeasure here. <laughs> yeah, let's well, talk about what you do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, any t- topics in mind that both of you like would like to speak about, or just one Nothing goes for one and then the other talks? Something, something, Sonic Mania Adventures? <laughs> sure, briefly talk about it. I haven't seen it, so don't spoil it. Same. Well, well, it's 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 stupidly short, but it's stupidly ex- satisfying. I, I, I got more, I got more, it had more personality than Sonic Forces as a whole in that three minutes compared to them three hours. I didn't even know it was three <laughs> minutes, so that's a spoiler as well. <laughs> Banished. Oh, banned. G-lines. Oh, wait, you can have G-line people on. Uh, this got, oh, I don't know that. So sad. <laughs> yeah, so what did you think of it aside from that? Like, was it... Obviously, oh. avoiding spoilers was was it well-written. Oh, good. Just, I'm sure you already picked it up, but there was no voice acting. Yeah, I, I would have guessed, and that's perfect. Yeah, 
he's both like a, you know, Eggman failed and la di da di da and something else. And it's more of a comical thing. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess neither me or Jamie can actually <laughs> expand on that. So, go Jamie, you, go. You, you enjoyed Sonic Mania Adventures, so uh, that's good. Yeah. So we lost Jamie. <laughs> I, mean, I could hear him uh, talking, only, so I was uh, waiting. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, we've got the uh, Sonic comic uh, coming out in the next few days. Oh yeah. That is coming out sometime soon. I haven't been playing next attention. week. Next oh. Yeah, when Wednesday. Let's mm-hmm. hope someone scans it. I, I mean, hopefully, I can uh, lo- pop down to my local comic shop and. I don't even We all know what you're doing, Viper. So don't we'll, we'll we? <laughs> yes, but I have to. I have to keep. My, I, ha- I have to keep. You know, I have to watch my back. I, ca- I can't be saying these sort of things. So I'm going to be going to my local comic shop and picking up a copy because I am a good Samaritan. While me, I'm actually actually going to walk to my local comic book shop and actually buying the comic like a good Samaritan. The issue is we don't have a local comic shop. We don't have one for, like, anywhere near us, so that's not an option. And obviously, like, your your run-of-the-mill supermarket isn't going to carry them either, so you're pretty much out of options, especially since it's an American import. I don't think they're releasing it. Unless you're after a Beano or a Dandy. Yeah, that's true. It's it's easy to to find magazines, but it's not going to be easy to find that comic because, one, it's fairly obscure, and two, I don't even think they're officially releasing it in the UK yet, so obviously imports only. Unless you go to Forbidden Planet or Travelling Man in... Yeah, but that's still not official, that... It's still not official, that's just import in the US version. Yeah, you have, to, you have to order him, and they'll order it in for, like, Forbidden Planet. Like, whenever I go in, it's like, you've got the Sonic, he's like, no, it's already gone. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't even <laughs> have, like, Forbidden every... Planet here. Well, yeah, you're in the woods. Anyway. It's, it's like... Sim. Okay. Buying comic books in the UK is not as straightforward as it is in other countries. It's not. It's a right pain. It's like, you just gotta do it for all online and all that or live in Manchester or Newcastle <laughs> you know, it's, it's like there's a ton of like shops which I wish we had down here that the North has that we don't so it's like Granger Games as well even though that's now gone obviously it's very sad news but uh, we don't even have that in the South as far as I'm aware but that's a Northern yeah, thing but yeah, everyone in the North knows it and no one in the South On here the knows it Granger Games that was the last brick and mortar shop outside of re- retro shops that were carrying Vita games. You cannot buy physical Vita games anymore. You so can. No yeah, but not in the not in like a game shop like that. You can go talk. To not in there. You can buy it. In, uh, you can buy it. Where is? I think you can buy oh, it in game. GX. Yeah, you can buy it there. You can yeah. buy it there as well. Look, you, look, yeah, but they'll probably scan you. Yeah, they will. It's true. It'll be like a printed out oh. box. We're not getting into that debate, but it will be a printed out no. box. I went in there today as well, and I had a little nosy. I almost <laughs> bought something in there today, but I, I I held off and bought Raymond instead. It was a, it was a better decision, honestly. It, it was. I've seen you on it before on uh, Switch. I, I, I think I'm still on it unless my Switch has gone to sleep. <laughs> let me, let me see. I'm excited to replay that because I I adored the game on the 360. I sweated it out when it came out. You you've not been out for an hour now. Ah, oh, rip. <laughs> My Switch went to sleep then. 
I'm, you can clearly tell I'm on mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, your Switch went to sleep because it's such a boring console. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. No, right. Uh, your Switch just switched itself off. It's could totally change. Not like I, it's totally not like I'm playing Sonic Mania now and I've played 65 hours worth. So, hey, so, rhythm games. Yeah, rhythm, rhythm games. Yeah, that's a thing. It, I think the last rhythm game I played was. Uh, Miku probably two months ago. <laughs> yes, and which one was it, and how did you enjoy it? Uh, Project Devo F, which is the only one I, uh, should we say, earn. Ooh, Jamie. Qu- yeah, quote and quote, um, and uh, how, did you, how did you do that then? How did you already what? quote and quote earn it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, pass. <laughs> I genuinely want to know this. <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would have a PS3. Have you got a PS3? What, what console is that on again? Is that on PS3? PS3, PSP, PSP, PSV, three DS. Miku's on a lot of things. I know, I know, but that specific game. Yeah, like the specific uh, version you're talking about, quote unquote, having which console was it yes. on? Oh, I. Uh, I have Project Diva F on my actual PS3. I have the original Project Diva, uh, yeah, by else means. I want to know that you're making it so cryptic. Oh God, I have I have the eyes of Project Diva on the from the PSP emulator. There you go. There we oh. go. <laughs> I was yeah, trying to stay. I was trying to stay out of the illegal terms. <laughs> I know, I was just sort of wondering, I'm like, but you have a PS3, and as far as I was aware, it wasn't hacked, so I'm like, how has he somehow got this? And then there we yeah, go, there's our like, answer. Yeah. The, last, the last time I seen that game on a shop, like, game, on the, uh, on PS3, which is quite cheap. Really. It, they're like, the Miku games tend to go for £30 physically, which is... Bad because that's like Miku. more than they retailed for. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that one was the last one I played. And I it was I found it difficult to get in. I was yeah, the I, I don't I know. Used in ju- using perpetuals, you know, like guitar hero and all that. Yeah, peripherals definitely like help. They do from games. You, you, you played that one on the Switch as well, aren't you? Which game was that called? Voez or Voice. Oh, Voice is I the actual that... name, but Voez is such a better name, in my opinion. How do you spell that? I'm looking for it. On, I'm looking on it on the Switch now. I don't know. How do you what? Spell it. Oh, uh, V O E Z Z. That's the correct answer. Spelling. It is, but it's supposed to. It's supposed to say like Voice. The correct voice. way to say it, but Voez is I such a more fun way. I'm gonna call Voice that now, Voez. Let's mention the game Dean said earlier, Donkey Konga. Oh, what a game. It's not even Sega, but we're going to allow it. So uh, go ahead and talk about Donkey Konga. Donkey, Donkey Konga. Konga. I saw two copies of that today in CES. <laughs> in the wild, and I was like, Jesus Christ, should I get this? But I know what's that price in my life. Wouldn't it be no. good to start off with explaining what Donkey Kong is for all these Sega fans who don't know what Nintendo is? Go ahead. <laughs> well, basically, it's a Donkey Kong game with bongos. That's sort of the extent <laughs> of it, and 
There were like a yeah. few Donkey Kong Bongo games. There was like one where you actually played a platform with bongos, and that was really fun to be honest, even if it was a little yeah. jarring playing it with bongos. But uh, the Star game, or the Star technically three games, because there were three Donkey Kong games. The Star yeah, the was. Yes, you can use the controllers on the Switch. Yeah, the Star was the Donkey Kong games, which uh, basically mm-hmm. the extent of them is it's a rhythm game, but you play them with that bongo controller. And it's incredibly what? fun. You, you got the two, you got the two buttons which you got to drum or buttons, but you know, the two points where you got to drum on and you got to clap. And it's, it gets a bit hectic when you find the high difficulties, but it's so much fun. The good, the good thing about that platformer that used the uh, bongos, it's uh, you don't even need the GameCube to play it because they ported it over to, to the Wii. Apparently the Wii version's yeah, better, but I'm just, like, I'm just like, I'm just like, it's the, the whole fun of the game is like banging on the bongos, like, because you got you got to you run by banging on the right bongos, so that's like the whole fun of it. So if I take that away on the Wii version, you sort of miss the point there. It's USB though, isn't it? The controller, don't. No, no, they just, just get the normal. G- yeah, ah. you can't use it's them on the Wii version anyway. They cut out the support for them. Ah. Plus, the uh, GameCube didn't have USBs anywhere. That's, yeah. that, that's why I thought, I thought it was USB. Uh, I'm retarded. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> a- anyway, if, unless you have anything else to say, I think I'm going to have to chill out, because we've got to be conservative on time, so uh, any final things you'd like to say or final yes. comments? I still think my favourite rhythm games are the uh, Elite Beat Agent style games. Well, the, 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 the Ozu, the, the, the Osu, that's the correct a name for the... We need a Sonic game. We need a Sonic Rhythm game. Considering the, the, the incredible line of music we've got from Sonic games, how has there not been a Rhythm game yet? <laughs> Here's the I- thing. I was really surprised by the fact that they made DDR Mario Mix, but never made yeah, Sonic Mix. I feel like that was on the cards at one point, probably. Like, Although nothing's yeah. officially confirmed, I feel like they must have consider like collaborating with more companies than just Nintendo. They then again, Nintendo did develop the game, so they could take the Miku gameplay of the uh, Miku games and you know fight to that. Well, they've 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 used the Miku engine on other games before because I've talked about it before. Yeah. But Miracle Girls Festival uses the Miku engine, uh-huh. and it's like and it, the music's really bad because it's like all idle music, and I like idle no, music less no. than most people like Vocaloid. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the gameplay's still solid because it's still Miku, even if it's not the character at the end of the day. But imagine you know, the f- playing something like that with a remix version of like Studio Arpolis or something like that. Exactly. For example. And, and it is the thing, even though it was just before Sonic Team handled the development of the franchise, uh, Puya even, even had a rhythm game on the Dreamcast. That is true, yeah, I can't remember its name. Is it like Puya Puya N? No, that's the fourth game, isn't it? I can't remember. Wasn't that wasn't that before Sega owned Puyo Puyo? Yeah, that was like the last uh, compile game, if I remember correctly. Let's see. It's still around as well. In a form, yeah, it's not, it's not exactly the compile same. Heart. Yeah, it's not exactly the same compound, but it's just they went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, a, and apparently there's a living player game on the Android. Oh, mm. I heard about that. Well, um, I was just looking up the player living game on the Dream. Oh, I just realised I left that off the list, didn't I? Whoops. <laughs> hey, that's for that. Yeah, one. it was. Pia Pia Fever Rhythm is a rhythm puzzle game developed by uh, Gravis and published by Sega for Android. Puyo 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 Pop Fever. Pia 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 
Yeah, yeah, that's it, Puyo Puyo Da. <laughs> classic game. And by classic, I mean uh, it, it wasn't that good, if I remember correctly. You could <laughs> say Sega had some involvement with the game, though, because they owned the, uh, the uh, Ni- Naomi board and obviously the Dreamcast. That is true, and uh, I just had I just had a thought. Uh, do you know what? Let's make this a bit more <laughs> hectic. <laughs> We've got to cut on time, so why don't we drag in... Yeah, the other guest. Why don't we go ahead and drag in Aya just to cut corners? <laughs> and welcome oh, to the show, Aya. Hello. Oh, there. there is Hi. a lot of people here right now. It's not quite chill out territory yet, but uh, there's still quite a lot. Come on, we need more people in this call. Just <laughs> enjoy the what? chill out and uh, we, we may or may not. Get, get, get King in. Be where he is. <laughs> he's still in Manchester. That's why he's not here. Right, uh, right, Viper. Um, I didn't. Wa- I didn't listen to the first half an hour's show. Um, Don't see. Is I even talking? Yeah, he is. Oh yes, speed lover. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a, oh, calling, it's a joke. Calling out, calling out to all Daytona USA fans. Please beat my time so I can actually play the game again. But that's not a rhythm game, so. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. But well, technically, uh, it's a karaoke game. You got karaoke oh, yes. mode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, I haven't heard you mention Yakuza, unless I, I wasn't paying attention when you said that. Seriously, oh. I'm having problems. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yakuza does have a rhythm game mode, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I completely does. forgot about that. Game. Sorry. Is it a karaoke bit? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess so I forgot about I, that. I, I, Just I, like for you. I, okay, I'll tell you that. That is the latest rhythm game I've played. Yakuza 3. Yakuza 3. Yakuza 3. Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the latest rhythm game I've played. Maybe, maybe if we do a rhythm game episode three, which I although I love rhythm games, I hope doesn't happen. I hope we don't become that stale. No. I that would be there. <laughs> let's get let's get platformers five, six, nine episode. This is true, but yeah, I, I like. What's the most recent rhythm game you played, or what's your favourite rhythm game? Either of the two questions, or both. Um, probably my favourite rhythm game is Dance Dance Revolution. Um, I'm not saying it's like the best one or anything, um, but um, that, that's um, a game that my, my my wife used to like when she was um, younger. Well, she still likes it now, actually. But um, was the was the other game you beat your wife at every time, like uh, a certain Portuguese radio DJ, a uh, radio singer? I actually managed to beat uh, my wife, KC Twenty Seventeen. <laughs> 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 no, I was thinking that then. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. No, my, my wife is, is um, infinitely better at me at that game. Oh, wow, this is the game I beat my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I actually managed to beat my husband. <laughs> he probably could beat me, like, blind, blindfolded it with that game almost. So probably, <laughs> that just makes things worse. <laughs> just, through, just through, like, muscle memory, she could probably n- know some of the songs off by heart or something. Wouldn't even have to look at the screen. <laughs> Incredible, but uh, like I guess, what's the most recent one you played? I, I'm gonna guess Yakuza. Yeah, I beat Yakuza Four. Um, I got to play um, uh, Get to the Top, but it obviously wasn't um, Majima, and he wasn't even singing. It was just um, someone, just the person, like in the karaoke singing, and, and you were just doing like the rhythm bits to it. So it's quite disappointing. But um, I want to play Dead Souls. 
Um, but um, I need to finish Yakuza 5 because Yakuza 6 is coming out, I think. Yeah, it's already come out. It's not... What? It's already come out. No, it's like, was it the 16th or something of April? Well, that is it. Uh, yeah, April 16th, I think it is. Uh, let me look. I have to keep track when you know about PS4. <laughs> but I've got, I've got the next week off, so hopefully I might be able to get most of it finished. Oh, 17th. 17th, yeah. So I might be able to finish it. Yakuza 5 before then. Well, I say finish it. It's like I, I finish Yakuza 4, and you know, like at the end of the game, it, it, um, actually, you actually finished the Yakuza game. Uh, no, I'm still on zero. I really want to finish zero. When I've like finished all my current games, I will go back to zero. I swear. But it'll be easier when you're 18 and you can open your eyes while you're playing. That is true. Uh, the thing that was stopping me actually from going back to Yakuza was playing the Bayonetta games because they're they're not as big as Yakuza, but like they're still pretty big games. So I didn't want to like play Yakuza and Bayonetta at the same time. Yeah. But uh, I'm done with them now. So I, I, if I'm honest, I'm just putting off playing Yakuza at this point. So. Uh, one I day, mean, because I am invested in the story. Why, this is why I'm not going back to Bayonetta 3, because I just put my Bayonetta 1. I'm holding it off for a bit, you know, so I don't, you know, keep it did fresh. You just, keep it did you just say Bayonetta 4? Yeah, he's got, he's got an early coffee. Right. That's what he's doing. Wow. <laughs> early access. Yeah, do you know that new Steam thing? early access to it. It's a Bayonetta 3. Oh, no, this it's, is AAA early access. Yeah. It's so early, Platinum oh, hasn't even got a copy yet. <laughs> It's so early, the game hasn't even started development, so it's just a black screen, but it's worth it, it's intense. It is, the music, it's got music at least. <laughs> it's got music, it's just reused from the old games. <laughs> just static sound effects. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just, press, you just oh, press buttons and sound, some form of sound effects happen. Yes. <laughs> you just like, hear yeah. like you just hear like a generic like stock sound effect of a punch and a kick. That's how you know you've done <laughs> something. Know. Press L and you'll hear. Would you like to dance? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I think we, I, I, thank you so much for coming on the show, everyone. That was a blast, yes, a yeah. riot. We, we we're gonna have to do this again, maybe a bit more hectic next time we have a call in. But uh, thank you so much. King, Mirko, he should have been here. They should have. We we could have got them all in because it, it's yeah, but he was playing with his he was playing with his DS4 though. It's assembling. <laughs> He was playing maybe, with his 3DS. Maybe when season two happens, you could air the chill out. That may have to happen, although in a joke episode, it couldn't happen in the real we, we, episode. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll pull an RSN and have a whole chat around the show. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show, guys, and I'll catch you all later. See ya. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Now, Bye. now comes the part where I have to drag everyone out. There we go. So that was the Discord call and now it's time for the... Toppy Mix. Now, for those who don't know, the Toppy Mix is where I take a Sega track not related to the topic of the episode, a remix related to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not related to the topic of the episode. And there's a Mika remix here, but I, I like this one. It's it's very bassy, a bit a bit wub wub wubby. And we got we got a uh, kicking off the block is a credit theme, obviously because we had to go for a credit theme, and it's a Sega one, and it's it's, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a charming one, a bit of a sad one, but still. Then finally, ending off the block, our non-Sega track. We've got, in my opinion, it's a very, very, probably bad opinion, let's be honest, one of the most powerful video game songs of all time, remixed into a bit of a wub-wub-wubby state, but first of all, let's kick off the Toppy Mix block, and then when we come back, we'll be explaining a bit more about the future of the show, but as for now, 
Getting into the toppy mix with Billy Hatcher and the giant egg and the ending theme, which is known as Chantless Charm. But uh, when we come back, talking about the future. But as for now, this because this is the present after all. Let's enjoy the toppy mix. Let's get scratching. Do 
absolute tune right there. No exaggeration. One of my favourite video game tracks ever in a remix, which I'm not even sure, but I think I might love it even more than the original. That was the Archean remix of the Moon theme from the NES game DuckTales, and that's obviously a licensed game based on the... DuckTales Disney cartoon, and normally licensed games have a reputation for being pretty poor and having even worse soundtracks, but DuckTales does not skimp out. It is one of the best licensed games of all time and has an even better soundtrack, and the moon theme is so iconic. It's been covered by so many people. It's really well known. It's it's a fan favourite of everyone, so obviously I had to get you a remix of that for the final non-Sega track of the week in this series. Before that, from Cosmo, featuring Hatsune Miku, that was Miku, no, Shoshitsu? Okay. The Homjaru remix, and surprisingly, that's not from a Miku game or from a remix album. I think the first place that I know this comes from, I said that because I don't know anywhere else, I have never seen it on an album. The only place I know where this comes from is actually from Step Mania, which is a keyboard-based clone of Dance Dance Revolution, and... That song is incredibly difficult in there, but I love it anyway. It's such a great track. Kicking off the block, there was a track from Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. That was Chant This Charm, which serves as the ending theme, which is beautiful. I love that track. But uh, now it is time for the end of the show. So, yes, we've come to the end of 52 episodes and one lovely year here at the resort. And uh, that was a great episode, honestly. I really did enjoy that one. Probably one of my favourites, if not my favourite. I really enjoyed my time. And I've enjoyed my time in this series, so thank you so much for having me here on Radio Sega. And I'm sure you want to know what's coming next. And uh, let's just say Topical Resort is coming back. It'll be coming back for a season two. For that date, you might have to keep your eyes peeled. And by that, I mean keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter feed. And then... You'll know when Topical Resort is coming back, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you have it that easily. I am going to be a bit cryptic about it, so I'm going to post you a number on the Twitter feed, and basically what you have to do with that number is you have to translate it back to a time zone. Now I'm not going to tell you what this number is, like if it's a time zone, what it is, but it's a number. And you must <laughs> relate it back to a time zone, and then that will tell you when the Topical Resort will be returning to the Radio Sega Airways. But as for now, I've been Green Viper 8. You've been Jamie64326. You've been Veritex. You've been DJ Jamming J, aka Saganut. You've been. Uh, you've been Electric Boogaloo. You've been Diane. You've been Rexy. You've been Shaddix. You've been. Um, who else? You've been Doom Girl. You've been... <laughs> I'm still trying to look through something here. Speed Lover, aka IA1980. CD-ROM was here a bit earlier. Some other people were here a bit earlier. I apologise if I miss you out, but uh, I, I know you're going to miss me, and I know it's going to be a while till we're back here, but uh, trust me, I'm sure that your Friday nights are in safe hands with Rexy, CD-ROM, and Voice. So uh, I'm sure you can live without me. But uh, this is important. For the next few months, I'm going to have to rely on you to do this every Friday night at 9pm. You know, you're not going to get that reminder from me anymore. You're going to have to do this on your own. But uh, first of all, before I tell you what you need to remember, I'm going to tell you what's coming up next. So I had to go with a, uh, a one that's going to trigger people. Another Miku track. 
Yes, another Miku track. But uh, it's such a perfect ending theme. I really love this as an ending theme. Because those of you who don't know, the uh, remix that I played earlier on is the bad ending theme for Miku. Basically, the last song Miku ever performs because she dies. But um, the intense voice of Hatsune Miku, which is the track coming up, is the good ending. And although she stops performing, she stays alive. Hooray, hooray. But uh, it's a great track. And it's if you thought the last one was fast, this one gets even faster at points. But for the most part, it's very chill up until the very end. But uh, So that's what's coming up. That's from Hatsune Miku Project Diva 2nd. But this is important. Because I'm not going to be able to... I'm not going to be able to hit, be here to remind you every week. So I'm going to need you to do something for me. So I'm going to need you to, as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radioessie.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.